going to be our president. F***ing one. Those poor unfortunate souls. I pledge to every citizen of our land that I will be president for all Americans. And this is so important to me. Now it's time for America to bind the wounds of division. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the next President of the United States, Mr. Donald J. Trump! You've just tuned in to the greatest podcast nobody's ever heard of. Episode number five, DNR Radio. That's Dark Side. I'm Russ. I haven't stopped smiling, bro. For like days. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while. So we're a day late in posting, but we're also two days late in recording. We're actually recording this on the night that it will be posted, Friday, Veterans Day. Veterans Day, November 11th. So how's your week? Oh, it, you know what? It was it was interesting. It was interesting. It was a nail biter, you know, the whole election thing. But you know, even beyond that, I'm finally back to being somewhat healthy. I got my cigarette smoker cough back instead yeah, of a sick cough, and yeah. I still got a little boo boo belly that you're probably going to be dealing with in a few minutes. Yeah, well, maybe we'll record them for some bumpers. Do, so do apologize ahead of Tuesday, time. <laughs> Tuesday was uh, oh. an interesting night to say the least. So. Leading up to it, you had nothing but the song and dance of the Clinton News Network. And Mm -hmm. I mean, all the Fox News pundits were, everybody were just waiting for the coronation of the Queen. Yes. It was just a formality at this point. Yeah. So when the polls closed, right, first early polls closed at 7 p.m., followed by the huge influx of the East Coast at 8 p.m., and then those numbers started coming in, and there weren't many surprises, right? No, it was pretty much expected. Uh, Georgia wasn't called right away. Florida wasn't called right away, but they anticipated Florida may be an issue. Virginia wasn't called right away. Uh, and then, then that dragged on. Oh, it was brutal. Past the 9 o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. And, and past the 9 o'clock hours when she finally won Virginia. Yep. Uh, and then somewhere around the 10, 1030 time frame is when they finally called Georgia. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you put that in with all the anticipated wins, and uh, it was still looking close. But we're still figuring, okay, she's going to take Florida. She's going to take Pennsylvania. She's going to take Wisconsin, Michigan. You know, those are the, the rust belts that have been blue forever, right? Yeah. Didn't happen. I know. I'm sitting there waiting. Now, of course, he needed Ohio. He needed Florida. And he needed uh, North Carolina. Those were those were three swing states that he needed. And sitting there watching it and waiting. Oh, my God. The waiting was tremendously horrible. I, I was sitting there. Of course, I worked third shift. So we had the TV on watching it. And it was just taking forever. But I wasn't expecting it to no. take forever. No, you figured it would have came in a lot quicker than that. The odds, and, and they kept mm-hmm. reading the Vegas odds yeah. uh, on, on Fox. Uh, the Vegas odds had it 96% she was going to win. Right? That's how they started their night. Hmm. 
somewhere about uh, 945, those numbers started changing. Of course they would. And and the betting numbers started coming down. Huh. 70, 60, 40. Meanwhile, <laughs> Trump's numbers go from 4%. 8%, 12%, 20%, 50%. So if you got in on it early, you you scored some bank. You were scoring yeah, nice yeah, change, I done right? That. Yeah. Come the end of the night, after all is said and done, mm-hmm. popular vote comes in. Donald didn't win that. No, by a by an extraordinarily slim margin. Somewhere like 0.3%, I believe, wasn't it? It was, yeah, 0.3%, 47.7 for Hillary and 47.4 for Donald Trump. Yeah, but what does that mean in like numbers of like 10 guys? It was um, in numbers of like 10 guys. What do you mean? Well, how many people? Oh, well, it was 395,595 people more on the Hillary side. I mean, it was over 60 million for both of them. So it was 60 million, 467,245 for Hillary, and 60 million, 71,650 for Trump. Again, th- just under 400,000 uh, difference as, now, as counted. Back in, I believe it was 2000, Al Gore uh, won the popular vote, again, uh, vote against uh, George mm-hmm. Bush. Uh, by uh, half a million votes. Yeah, he was just over 500,000, I think. But uh, uh, George only won the Electoral College like 271 to 268. Very slim margin. Not so much this time. No, 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 no. 228 to 290. I mean, 62, a difference of 62. That's huge. That's that, a landslide. That That is a definition of a landslide. Yeah. Now, it wasn't a browbeating, no. No. But it was a landslide. Now... People are up in arms and they want the Electoral College destroyed. That's so sickening. Why? I, I mean, people apparently don't understand how this country works. And, and for those of you that aren't quite sure, uh, the country works as 50 separate individual territories. Right? That's what each state is. We have our governors. We have our own legislatures. And, and, and we buy into... The federal government, mm-hmm. right? It's a union. Those of you that are part of a union know how a union works. You pay for representation. So that's what the states do. They buy into the representation of the federal government to represent us as a group on the nas- on the international stage. It's not like it's just the federal government and... That's it. And, right. and, and we're just little minor pittances. No, we, we control our own destinies. That's the way it's supposed to run. The Electoral College allows for each state to have a quote-unquote equal vote based upon their population and size. So, yes, a state like California is going to have, because of the population, 55 electoral votes. Yeah, massive amount. New Hampshire had four. Right. New Hampshire's four meant more in this contest than California's 55. But that being said, whenever you look at the races that have happened nationally, you have the blue states, which are are, are deemed to be Democrats, right? Yep. And they'll be anywhere between 10 and 12 states that they win on a regular basis. And the Republicans win whatever's left, usually like 35 to 38 states. Mm -hmm. 
and yet uh, Republicans will lose and the Democrats will win because the Democrat states are the high populous, high electoral college states. So when you look at the popular vote and it's separated by 300,000, the electoral map dictates that based upon the population of those states, this is the fairest way to judge those people. Yeah. You can't, the system is worth 45 presidents worth. You know, this was started back with George and and has gone through now for 45 presidents. But now because it didn't work in certain people's favors, they want it changed. They want it abolished. But this happened 16 years ago. We didn't have what's going on this week Mm -hmm. after after, uh, Bush Gore. Now, people were angry. Yeah. People were mad. And and uh, they they uh, put their ducks in the row to, to have the legal battles uh, and go up the federal court chain, but we didn't have violent protests. Have you I seen know. some of it these? It is disgusting. Portland. I know. Breaking windows, setting fires. What good is that going to do? Is that do? a protest? No, it's just a tantrum. That's a riot. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 they get upset when the police throw tear gas at them. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I don't know what people are expecting. Uh, you you have winners. You have losers, uh, and 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 I think that's a a big problem that we have with today's college kids. Yeah, is that they don't they don't understand. And if you're a college kid out there, listen. If you're disagreeing with what I'm saying, send send me a note here. Right, email me at radiodnr at gmail.com or go onto our webpage. Uh, www.dnrradio.net. Send me a note and, and give me a counterpoint here. But uh, our our college level uh, uh, citizens right now don't understand what it means to lose. No, you you have a week ago, you have Democrats, you have these individuals, the left. They were insisting. Oh, you have to, because, of course, they were under the assumption it was going to work in their favor. You have them insisting, oh, everybody must accept the outcome of the election. You have to accept it. You have to accept it because, again, they thought it would work in their favor. And now look what you got. You've got uh, cities that voted Hillary that are destroying their own property. What good? Now, I'm not saying you should broaden outside the city and go to Republican cities and, and towns and destroy Please them. Don't. Please, Please don't, don't do yeah. that. It, it, it doesn't matter. You're, you're just making it worse. You know, if anybody, if any of these, I'm wondering if any of them actually took the time to listen to Trump's acceptance speech and listen to how well it was worded and, and how accepting he is of everybody. I mean, a couple of excerpts of it in the intro tonight. Yeah. I mean, there's, they're really getting their panties in a wad over, over nothing. Even Obama has stepped up to the plate and, and said he wants that, that Trump wants to be the president for all Americans. Yeah. And, and so for these kids and I'll call them kids, uh, that are, are saying he's not our president. He's not our president. My question is, have you moved to Canada yet? Right. Because if you live in this country, he's your president. Yeah. Your bag's packed yet? Uh, well, apparently, those celebrities that threatened to, they're no. all backing out of there. Yeah, huh? of course they did. Lena Dunham, Rosie O'Donnell, Ugh. Whoopi Goldberg, she backed out today live on TV. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. let's. Uh, we, we had you all ready to go. Yeah. It's funny, Canadian citizens were posting their rules <laughs> for immigration that. acceptance, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I saw that. America, this is what you should have had <laughs> yep. for your southern border. Don't worry about it. We already got it. So when you come up here... Uh, Money in the bank. Yep. You have to show purpose, right? Yeah. 
That's they, why they, people they don't, don't want that here. Yeah, they don't want people going up there and leeching off their system. Right. Duly noted. I don't blame them. You know, all these people that claim that Trump was going to destroy the country, they're the ones doing it right now. Exactly. Stop. Accept it. They want to they want to re- reverse the electoral college. They want to because it's what is it? December 19th, I think it is. That's the, the final thing. vote of the electoral college. Yeah, they do the official official voting. First of all, you're looking at 62 that you would have to reverse, or half that, whatever the case may be. It, next to impossible. Hypocritical at at the very least if they were to do that. Totally going against what the founding uh, uh, fundamentals of our country would be. It would be absolutely hysterical to see that actually happen. It would be horrible. But as much as these crybabies are whining about the Electoral College... If you dismiss that, you get rid of it, then what happens in the next handful of elections? You'll have the political, uh, you'll have the Democratic Party, the the Republican Party. All they're going to do is pander to California and to New York, to the bigger cities, the bigger masses, you know, and Florida for for the most part. They're going to be just pandering to them, catering to them. Uh, doing all their their um, rallies in those states. All the promises. Yeah, everything will be directed towards You're gonna them. You're going to skip over the Iowas, the Nebraskas, yeah. the Dakotas. Yeah. You're going to skip over all of that because it's inconsequential. Yeah. The number of people living in those states won't make a difference in right. the number of votes that you get. Yeah. You need the coast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and that's the only reason Trump won, right? Because he got Florida, which is the Gulf Coast, right? Yeah. He got the Georgia, got the North and South Carolina, and then he got the Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So he had enough of that East Coast to counterbalance her left coast. Yeah. And and that's what was the winning deciding factor. Yep. I mean, so, you get these people, they say, oh, you know, I mean, right now it's 400,000, rounding it up, 400,000 difference, right? So you get all these people crying, well, don't you see half the country is against him? Don't you see half the country doesn't like Trump? That's the most asinine statement you can say, because on the reverse of it, well, doesn't that mean the other half of the country doesn't like her? Right. I mean, seriously. And for except anybody, for 400,000 people. Except for, yeah, they, yeah okay, well, you, you can have your little party going on. You know, you, you've got all these people that are just crying and whining about it, and it's, it's, it's making no sense to me. It's actually, I had to stay off of Facebook the last day or two. Uh, just because it's driving me nuts watching these people cry and whine about something that they wanted us to support just a freaking week ago. Right. And and it's it's not just the citizenry as well, though. It's their leadership, right? Mm-hmm. Outgoing uh, Senator Harry Reid from, uh, I think he's Nevada, right? He uh, broke his silence, I think, today, uh, denouncing the president-elect as a pro- sexual predator who lost the popular vote and emboldened the forces of hate and bigotry in America and is now solely responsible for healing the country's gaping and political wounds. Now, just that coming out of his K-call, okay, that is hate and bigotry right there. Yeah. Sexual predator? Harry, how many years did you support Billy? Yeah, oh, Billy boy. How many how many interns did you actually help him set up? Mm-hmm. We don't know. And and Harry, your closet is not clean. I guarantee yeah. you, we're going to find some bones in there. Oh, there's a cemetery. So you know, uh, that's a career politician. That's a guy who's been in office what 
40 something years. Oh yeah. yeah. He's he's had no other real job in his life but being a US senator, uh, living off the teat of the generosity of the people in his mm-hmm. uh, estate. And yeah, you're welcome. Right. So now you have somebody who doesn't need that in office, uh, elected as such, and everybody's got a problem you with know, it. You know, and is now solely responsible for healing the country's wounds. Is that what he said? Something to that yeah, effect? exactly. Well, why do you think the country is in such disarray? Why do you think it's almost a, a damn near 50-50 split? Because the last eight years have been about dividing the country. That's all it's been about. I mean, this we wanted uh, hope and change when people voted for Obama, right? Mm-hmm. And and we lost hope, and the change that we got was negative. Yeah, there's never been uh, an administration that supported such racial divisiveness, mm-hmm. uh, such anti-authoritative views, such as f the police. Yeah. You've never seen more uh, 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 crimes against cops than you have in the past few years. And then those crimes supported by the current administration to the point where they had Black Lives Matters members on the stage at the Democratic National Convention. That is how bad it is, Mr. Harry Reid. Those are the wounds that need to be healed, Mr. Outgoing Senator. Where's your love's Trump hate now? And for what it's worth, if I may just interject one quick thing to ponder. How many of the officers that have passed away, that have died in the line of duty in the last couple of years since all this has happened, how many of those have been contacted by Obama? How many of the the wives? Um, Yeah. Hold on. Uh, Tick, 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 tick. Uh, None? Damn. Yeah, none. I'm almost positive. None of them. In the last couple of days, and since the election, he hasn't had to do it. He won the freaking election. Trump won the election. He doesn't have to pander to anybody anymore. But in the last couple of days, and I, I'm, I'm ill-prepared right now. I don't have their names. I don't, you know, I don't have the information on these officers. But there have been two of that I've heard, two officers that have died in the line of duty, that Trump reached out himself personally and called the widow to send condolences. Two of them in the last couple of days since the election. Does he have to do that? Absolutely not. He already won. He could sit back and and Obama his way through the rest of the next four or eight years and and do nothing. But he he did. He reached out because he is a man of his word. He cares about that thin blue line. You know, he he's if that doesn't show people that he's working on rebuilding, I I don't know what else you need. Well, he he, he is making that effort, right? So yeah. people. People admonished him when, uh, during a rally a few weeks ago, he held up the uh, rainbow flag for uh, the LGBT, Mm -hmm. right? And people were like, how dare you? How dare you? And then he comes out today and and he's uh, being questioned about how he feels about uh, LGBT issues. And he's like, listen, it's already been mandated as rule. Uh, uh, transvestites, transsexuals can use whatever restrooms they're feeling comfortable with, whatever they're uh, 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 more uh, uh, in line with at that moment. So he's already saying, listen, I'm not out here to bash anybody. I'm here to include everyone. And and, and that inclusion is uh, including <coughs> some of the policies in the Obamacare uh, mandate that he's looking to uh, repeal. Yeah. He may actually keep a couple of those because they are important to Americans. Mm-hmm. The um, 
keeping uh, kids on their parents' policies until they're 26. Uh, that's primarily for college college students that are graduate, undergraduate uh, degrees. Uh, and also the provision that wouldn't allow insurance companies to deny coverage for pre-existing conditions. Two very important uh, clauses that Obamacare did help with, despite the, the cost overruns, but uh, that Trump is looking to uh, keep in his modified health plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is which is perfectly fine. I mean, he's he is, like you said earlier to me, uh, off the air. I mean, there are olive branches being extended to people. And now it's just a matter of, hey, are you people going to put on your, your big boy and big girl underwear and accept what's going on and accept the fact that the world's not ending? He's not out to destroy anything. He's offering olive branches to say, I'm here for everybody. I'm everybody's president. Whether you voted for me or not, I'm everybody's president. You know, just like in his acceptance speech, he, he wasn't using words like I, I'm going to, you know, I this, I that. He was saying we. He's trying to unite the United States. Let's- he said that uh, when he said uh, Mrs. Clinton called him uh, to concede to him. And, and he said she congratulated and he caught himself, paused for a second, and then said us. Yeah. Because this is about us. This is about the country. So right there, it showed a lot. Uh, his, his acceptance speech, the talks that he's had afterwards. Now, yes, he's still Donald Trump. Yeah. His mouth is still going to flap. <laughs> his mouth runneth over. The, the media <laughs> is going to love how he talks over the next four years. Oh, yeah. If they can find him. Well, now, <laughs> the, o- the only saving grace to him in four years, because we're going to do this again starting in two and a half years, mm-hmm. uh, you thought this is done, people. No, this is just a breath. Breathe. Midterm elections are next year. Mm-hmm. We start the presidential thing in another two and a half. Uh, if his policies don't do anything for us, if they don't make a change for the better, that's 300,000 could be irrelevant if the Electoral College goes into blue again. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you have four years to give us something better. Yeah. What do you, what do you got for me? You don't bring have, it. you don't even have leadership. Yeah, bring it. Bring something to the table that's not uh, proven crook, and then we'll see what happens. Right now, the Democratic National Committee doesn't even have a leader. No. The past two that they had have been corrupt. Right. And, and and run out of town on the rail, so to speak. And they have a couple of good uh, leads on there and they talk about them on, on the pundit programs. And we're not going to discuss them much here, but they're they're an organization that's in a complete shock and in a leadership vacuum on the other side of that. It's not only do they not know what to do because they lost, they have nobody to guide them as to where to go in the future. And the longer that they wait to make that happen. The, the easier it's going to be for uh, Don and the Republicans to keep these seats and to keep that uh, Oval Office four years from now. Yeah, they'll they'll just keep building up momentum while the other side crumbles, like a house of cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? There's you ever hear the website Reddit? Yes. Or, okay. I, yeah. A friend of mine just introduced it to me recently because I don't, you know, I'm not very good with computers or online crap. But there was, they have like jokes and pictures, all types of crazy crap on there. And there was a joke that somebody posted on there that's, it's funny, but it's not funny. I mean, it's pretty much true. And it's been getting reported for being quote unquote racist and whatnot. It's not racist, but you know, this was, this was posted on Reddit. I believe it was yesterday. And uh, if you don't mind me 
reading it real quick. It says, liberals are acting like Trump is going to kill all the gays, make slavery legal again, and take away women's rights. Like he's a Muslim or something. Yeah. Exactly. You know? I mean, it's, it's a sad reality. That one joke. Yeah, you could chuckle at it. It is kind of humorous and everything. Uh, but if that doesn't just sum up what's going on around here, you know, so many people are up in arms over a statement like that. But it's it's the sad reality that, you know, he's not out to do these things. He's out to unite the country. People need to stop and just give him a chance. Just sit back, relax and see what happens. You know, nobody was out there rioting, burning, looting, vandalizing when Obama took office. You know, the Republicans, the GOP sat back and said, OK, sucks for us. Lick our wounds and we'll see you again in a couple of years. And that dude lasted eight years. Eight years, you didn't see the conservatives, the Republicans, the GOP. None of us were out there rioting and pillaging and, and acting like animals. So everybody just calm down. Take a breath. Go drink a beer or something. Relax a little. And speaking of licking wounds, we're going to go do that right now. So get your, get your tongue out. Yeah, go, to, go to Massachusetts and smoke a joint. And it's legal up there now. <laughs> we're going to take a minute. We'll be right back. Ross and Dark Side, DNR Radio. Don't you go anywhere. Who doesn't like to be naked? Sure, we all do. But the police usually frown upon public nudity. Well, now you can stay out of jail and look good doing so with a t-shirt from Skunk Duck Design. From sports to politics to the wide world of nerdcraft, there's a shirt for you at Skunk Duck. They even have shirts for you for 20 followers. Skunk Duck shirts come in both regular and women's cut, and with sizes from extra small to 5XL, there's a shirt for everyone. Oh, did I mention they have hoodies too? Because they totally have hoodies. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash skunk duck design to get the shirt that's right for you. That's teespring.com slash stores slash skunk duck design. New shirts are being added all the time, so follow Skunk Duck on social media at facebook.com slash skunk duck design for all the latest updates skunk duck design the best ducking designs on the web and now back to dnr and we're back dnr radio episode number five that's Dark Side. I'm Russ. Uh, thanks for staying with us. Uh, interesting first half of the show we talked about. Uh, a lot of uh, the Don and a lot of the uh, issues going on out on the uh, roads. A lot of the disarray. A lot mm -hmm. of disarray. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> However, uh, we had an old friend reach out to us, and uh, the listener mailbag is going to be opened once again. And if you want to join in on that, it's dnrradio.net. You can get us uh, radiodnr at gmail.com. Love to hear you hear from you. Either way you uh, either way you lean, give us a shout, and uh, we'll we'll read your read your email on the air. Yeah, we will. Just like we're doing for Mister Silas Duguid Jr. Yeah, uh, he, he's written to us before. He's a friend of the show, and he writes to us today in remembrance of Veterans Day. And it's a, it's a rather uh, rather lengthy diatribe here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. We're gonna we're gonna stop here and there because he's made some uh, good points. I want to talk about so. 
My fellow patriots, this Friday, which is today, November 11th is Veterans Day. Kids will be off from school and some people will even have the day off from work. But ask yourself, what is a veteran? Let me answer that so everyone can understand. A veteran, whether active duty, discharged, retired, reserve, or National Guard, is someone who at one point in his or her life wrote a blank check made payable to the United States of America for an amount of up to and including his or her life. Let me repeat that again so it sinks in a bit. An amount of up to and including his or her life. Now ask yourself this question, how much is one life worth? Then ask yourself this question, does the United States of America treat its veterans in the same manner? Is this the United States writing that same blank check to our veterans? The answer is sadly no. So that's that's an accurate statement. It's right? a very accurate statement. We we have the the big VA hospitals down mm-hmm. here, and and you go by them at any time, and uh, and you see just hordes of, of veterans just uh, coming out of that place with sullen, sad faces, and yeah. you hear the the, the misery of uh, in, uh, insufficient doctors or mm-hmm. none of money for care or care being denied. Yeah, and, my father's one of them. Fought in Vietnam, did two tours on a riverboat, and uh, I mean, he still to this day is uh, battling, you know, he doesn't want what he's not entitled to. It's not like he's going for far and above and beyond and trying to leech off the system. He's trying to get help. He's trying to get taken care of, and uh, they fight him tooth and nail every step of the way. It's disgusting. Disgusting how our our veterans are being treated in this country. It's it's epidemic when you look at uh, and continuing the letter, can someone please, please explain to me how it is we allow 22 veterans to commit suicide daily because our VA system is a disaster and they cannot get the treatment they deserve? Yet on the other hand, we can spend $113 billion a year on illegal immigration on state, federal, and local levels. Our veterans should not only have the best health care available, going to the doctors of their choice. These do- these heroes should not be waiting on average three to four months to see doctors for any kind of treatment. And illegal immigrants should not have better health care benefits than our veterans. To misappropriation of funds in the very least. Because uh, veterans are a, a quiet, silent minority. Mm-hmm. Uh, who don't uh, pose a uh, huge voting pool to draw from. Yeah. Uh, They're ignored because they they don't have an active group to speak out on their behalf and lobby for them. Yeah, very silent voice. Every year is average of 50,000 homeless veterans and 1.4 million more are at risk of losing their homes. We are one of the richest countries in the world and this should not be happening. The thought that we have our brave warriors sleeping on the streets or in homeless shelters turns my stomach. Maybe this time we stop our foreign aid to some of these countries that burn our flag on television when they have their protests and put those resources back where they belong. I have given just two examples of challenges our veterans face. So once again, I ask the question, is the United States of America writing that same blank check as our veterans did? That answer should be a resounding no. Every election cycle, veterans are rolled out to speak for candidates to campaigns. 
My question is, when are these politicians finally going to start doing something about the way our veterans are cared for? Unfortunately, I know the answer to that, as I have seen firsthand how the bureaucracy works at the VA, with many of our veterans being denied benefits they have earned time after time. My hope is that President-elect Trump changes Washington and keeps his campaign promise to fix the VA. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Major. We have veterans. I mean, I think we're just losing the last of World War II veterans now. Yeah. But you still have Korea. You still have Vietnam. You have Gulf War One, Gulf War Two, and all the squabbles and skirmishes, Libya, Mogadishu, Afghanistan, everything in between. If you've worn the camos or, or, or the blues or the dress whites, uh, of any of our armed forces, you should be taken care of medically for the rest of your life. Yeah, the country needs to start putting them first. Put them, put them closer to the top of uh, of their list of to take care ofs, and not so much on the people trying to run away from their countries. I've got no problem with my tax dollars going to take care of a soldier who served two tours, and and is suffering from severe PTSD from. Yeah dealing with six months of constant shelling Mm. and now has to come home and try to adjust to a normal life. Yeah. Who dives under the bed anytime his kids drop a glass on the floor in the kitchen. They can't. I mean, you know, the 4th of July, I know a a lot of veterans, not just my father, but I know of personally a lot of veterans that it affects them. You know, all the fireworks, everything like that. Yeah, it's a grand party. It's It's a, you know, it's something the kids love and everybody loves to get together as a country. They can't even enjoy the fireworks because of PTSD. And it's not a matter of, you know, there's so many people out there saying, well, they need to get over it. It's not. No, 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 no. You, if you weren't there, I wasn't there. I, I don't know what these people went through, but I know what they're going through now. I see it firsthand and I, they need help. I wouldn't want to live the horror that they go through. No, 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 no. And to wake up to that every day. Every day. Uh. As we all know by now, we should not rely on the federal government for anything. After all, a government big enough to give you everything is also big enough to take everything away. That's a good words there, Silas. That's a good point right there. Silas has got some good points here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being the son and father of a veteran, I have seen people time after time walk up to my father and son and thank them for their service. I have witnessed on Veterans Day people wishing them a happy Veterans Day. These gestures are all well and good, but we have to step back and ask the hard question. What have we done lately to help support these veterans? If you cannot come up with something, then unfortunately your words are hollow and just lip service. That's a powerful statement. Yeah, it is. Because if you're not part of the problem, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem, right? Yeah. It's so easy to stand up and say, I support the veterans, I support the veterans. But, I mean, those are just words. Words aren't going to help. Right. I got my poppy hanging from my rearview mirror. Yeah. What does that mean? Mm. And why poppies? Do you know why poppies? (laughs) You know what I mean? The stories behind it. The veterans would love to tell you those stories Mm -hmm. if you would spend just but a few minutes with them. And it's not it's it's not just about, you know, well, the money. You know, I support my veterans. Support doesn't necessarily have to mean money. I mean, go go to some of these homeless shelters and look and see there are veterans there that are down on their luck. Bring them a sandwich, bring them a jacket, you know, be there and listen to them. 
You know, listening to people and hearing what they went through, uh, that's tremendous therapy. It really is. And and even if it's something as simple as that, I, I mean, that would go a long way to helping the veterans, helping the people that fought and, and uh, did everything they could, put everything on the line for you to enjoy the freedoms that you have today. Mr. Duguid actually makes a statement to that fact. Oh. He goes, so what can we do on a local level to help our veterans? Ooh. Well, that answer is easy. Volunteer at local veterans functions. Donate to veterans charities. But mostly, get to personally know our veterans. So many people think veterans are broken because of the stigmata PTSD carries. That is the furthest thing from the truth. Have a conversation with one of any veteran. And you will find that out for yourself. Mm-hmm. In closing, we should not have to set aside one day a year to recognize our veterans. They should be recognized every day. After all, these brave men and women are the reason we are still able to vote. Names like Pat Tillman, Michael Murphy, Danny Dietz, and Matthew Axelson are some of just the well-known celebrated names as Ted Williams, Carl Yastrzemski, and Carlton Fisk. So starting this year, starting today, let's take care of those brave warriors who put their lives on the line every day so we can go about our daily lives. Happy Veterans Day to all my brothers in arms, past, present, and future. Sincerely, Silence Duguid Jr. Very well written. Powerful. It is. And 100% accurate. We just had the birthday of the U.S. Marines the other day. Mm-hmm. Two, was 241 years? Something is that like something like that? that? Yeah. Something like that. And, Good for and, them. Uh, then the election, which is uh, uh, supposed to be a spirit of uh, renewal and rebirth, uh, not of destruction. I mean, a lot of businesses are going to get some new windows. but And then you have uh, Veterans Day uh, following right after it. I mean... A lot of uh, patriotism this week, and and all uh, a lot of people could talk about are the negatives. Mm-hmm. That's sad. There's a lot of good going on in this country. Just got to embrace it. We can do so much more with the resources that we have, right? I looked around, and, and I had uh, a health issue uh, the other day, uh, an issue with my leg. I had to go get it looked at again, and I'm in the doctor's office, and I see a guy come in next to me, and he had a splinter in his finger that turned into uh, something else, and he had to get that surgically altered. And But that guy had been through uh, alcohol treatments and had some uh, drug issues and was working part-time at a big box uh, uh, repair supply store and living at the, the local shelter, men's shelter. And yet the guy had a smile on his face. The guy was just a, a, a nice fella. Uh, didn't want to speak ill to anyone. Uh, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. To everybody you talk oh, to. Oh, that's nice. These are when you look back and you're like, you know, as bad as my day is, I don't have money to get myself that 60 inch VTV. Right. I can't get the latest phone. I can't. This guy was working an old flip phone, wearing a 30-year-old camo jacket, and, and just happy as the day is long. See, and it's those people that, you know, you have to take a look at and say, you know, holy crap, why can't I be that happy? Why can't I be like that? I, I tell people a lot, you know, 
it's not about what you're going through. It's not about what life is dealing you. It's about it's about how you react to it. That, that makes the world a difference. You know, I mean, you're, you're not going to get everything you want. You really can't. I mean, just like the Rolling Stones say, you know, you can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. And you got to take if you can take it and turn it around and hopefully, you know, all the unrest and all the crap that's going on in uh, in, in the country over the next coming days, hopefully people will calm down and start realizing that we need to come together regardless of who's sitting in the Oval Office and, uh, you know, make it work. That's all. It's it just make it work. I, I think that I agree with that 100. percent I think that's kind of why I brought up this story is uh, when you when you look how uh, people are acting out on the streets right now and uh, they they're unhappy and and they want more, right? They want more. They do all of this because they want more. Nobody is ever sitting back and saying, you know what? I'm pretty damn thankful for what I have. Yeah. You know, and 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 I can I can see their point, to a point. You know, I always I don't have enough. I don't have enough money. I don't have a new car. I don't I don't have new clothes. I'm, I'm not wearing the latest fashion trends, right? But on the other side of it, I have how many computers? Everyone in my family has a cell phone. I got two cars in this house. I got uh, kids in college. You know. You got the NFL red zone, dude. I got. What I else do, do you need? Do. You really you don't need much more. Well, NHL center ice, I could use that, but well, not my gig. But it, I'm I'm not really wanting for anything. No. So where do I? I don't have any room to bitch. No. I can't. I can't say damn thing. No. I'm and in then the same I turn boat. around and I, and I look at the guy next to me who's got nothing. Yeah. Not only does he not have a pot to piss in, he doesn't have two nickels to buy himself to get something to drink to make him piss in a pot to begin with. Right, and he's smiling. He's happy. Mm-hmm. Fix my boo-boo, please. I'm good. Yeah, found inner peace. I want that. Yeah. Can I protest for that? I think you probably could. Go break want, a few I windows. I demand inner peace. Yeah. And, and I demand Trump to give it to me. Yeah, go break a few windows. Somebody will give it to you. I can't. Well, maybe one of his new uh, cabinet members will be able to do it for us. That, you know, it looks like he's putting together a pretty, pretty solid team. Well, it depends what side of the aisle you're on, right? Well, of course, I speak from my theories and thought processes. So, for the past few months, uh, Chris Christie, the governor of New Jersey, has been leading up the potential Trump transition team. Now that he actually won and actually needs the transition team, Christie's been moved to vice chair. And uh, Trump, uh, as of today, named Pence as... Vice President as the new chairman of the transition team. That was a pretty big move. That was uh, unexpected. Uh, they surely uh, thought that Chris Christie was going to stay there. Uh, and we didn't hear anything from Chris Christie or, or the governor's office in New Jersey about it. Uh, but they anticipate that it, because of the importance of the need for certain appointments uh, in the cabinet, that Pence would be the best one to uh, know exactly what the Don wants. Yeah. So, and it also gives uh, Pence a, a more uh, statuesque figure uh, because here you are, the vice president, uh, and now uh, the, uh, the president-elect has given you this important job. It kind of elevates his status in the hierarchy of the D.C. pecking order. Uh, you know, uh, Pence... Uh, 
as the the vice president uh, uh, holds the keys to the office, right? Mm-hmm. So him him and and President Trump are going to have to be uh, mano y mano when it comes to uh, how they uh, approach uh, society going yeah. forward. So you they're know, John Q. Citizen here speaking. Uh, you know, I, I'm just wondering what happened. What was the uh, you know what went on? Obviously, not trying to stretch or search for a conspiracy theory or anything like that. But uh, you know, what's up with? Chris Christie, you know, well, do you think the Bridgegate finally caught up with him? Because didn't they just prosecute a few people on that? A couple of his ex-aides were found guilty last week yeah. of uh, imp- um, actions uh, regarding Bridgegate. Uh, now, none of those have directly uh, fingered Christie himself. No. Uh, but being that one was his former chief of staff, kind of kind of implies that, well... Yeah. You know, uh, a chief of staff doesn't do anything without uh, okay, head of the, staff. No. The grand okay. Right. Yeah. Somebody's got to give that okay. So, so, I mean, what do you think? Do you think it was just a preemptive uh, strike, so to speak, from, from Donald Trump to try to distance? You know, he doesn't need any any more negative press going into this thing. The next couple months have to be for him. Stay off Twitter. Get a nice, smooth transition going. He has to stay off Twitter. Get a he nice, sm- yeah. 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 So, I mean, do you think this was just a uh, like a preemptive? Okay, hey, look, Chris, you know, good guy, you've been by my side. I do appreciate it. That's one good thing about Trump. I mean, loyalty to him is everything, everything. But at the same time, even if somebody's been loyal to you, if they're bringing negativity in, I mean, you got to kind of cut your ties at some point. So, you think it was something like that? It had to be something like Now, he, he didn't get rid of him completely, just dropped him a chair. He went from chairman to vice chair. Right. So, he's not the boss anymore. He's one of the delegates. Okay? Yeah. Well, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I do. It's not like he but kicked him out, but he, he, I think it was a smart move on, on his point because, yes, there there's a lot of baggage. And I'm not talking about girth when it comes to Chris Christie. Yeah. He's a big boy. He's but a big fella. He's got a lot of baggage with him, mm-hmm. right? Now, four years ago, he was he was going to be the savior of the GOP, and and decided at that time that he needed to stay focused on New Jersey, and the people of New Jersey have regretted that decision ever since. They uh, don't like how he uh, changed their pension plans for public service pensions, and so there's a lot of negativity between the unions and Chris Christie, and then. The bridge gate, and there's a couple other uh, uh, gate-style affairs going on in New Jersey, and uh, Chris Christie has fallen out of the favor of the GOP. Yeah. And and that's sad, because I'm from Jersey. Yeah, I was going to say, you have Jersey ties, right? I, I got a lot of Jersey ties. So, okay. Now, I don't know if you could hear my voice or nothing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, don't, you don't smell like it, though. <laughs> Come on, there's nothing better than the Hoboken Pants Station. Oh, yeah, Those right. of you from New Jersey know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, you know when it... you're approaching Hoboken when you're on 33rd Street. <laughs> See, right there was the Jersey. Yeah. 33rd Street. 33rd. Now, how long has it been since you've been in Jersey? Not visiting, but I mean as far as uh, resident. Uh, we moved to Connecticut, was it eight years ago? Really? That yeah. long ago? Yeah. Huh. I will never pick up a New England accent. Never. I don't, I don't have a New England accent, do I? No, 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 you don't. But you you got your old radio ties behind you, though, too. Uh, you know? Yeah, you, they beat that out of me. They do. At CSB, they got <laughs> yeah. it beat out of us. You always smile. Gotta it'll smile go away. Gotta smile when you talk. You got to show little teeth. Yeah, no southern drawl or anything. No, nope, got to sound like Johnny Carson is what That's they say. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yep. He sounded like he was from nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was the uh, Christy, I think, was just a preemptive stay out of the way. We're going to keep you in a position where you can pin it on your vest. Just stay out of the way. Yeah. Now, concerns me is that there's a chance he could be <sighs> Sorry. a member of the cabinet. Mm-hmm. That's scary. A little bit. Okay, so chief of staff right now. A couple of names that are being rumored. Stop off the top of the list. Newt Gingrich, I think, is the top choice. Yeah, Speaker of the House staff, from right. uh, 95 to 99. Yeah. So, and, and he had the failed presidency bid back in uh, 2012. Mm-hmm. But I think he would probably be the top choice uh, as chief of staff because of his knowledge of the workings of inner D.C. Yeah, very smart. So uh, to have somebody right in your hip pocket that knows who to talk to, when to talk to them, how to talk to them, I think is it's a dead-on Newt Gingrich has to be his chief of staff. Mm-hmm. Other rumors are Chris Christie, of course, Rudy Giuliani, uh, Priebus, who was the uh, National uh, Committee chairman, uh, Steve Bannon, who was the CEO of the Trump campaign. I think those are, are valid choices. They don't have the insider knowledge or the contacts of a Newt Gingrich. Yeah. So I think that's why uh, Newt's going to get that job. Uh, the NSA advisor uh, rumor is uh, Michael Flynn, who's a retired U.S. Army uh, lieutenant general. He was the director of Defense Intelligence Agency for a couple of years, assistant director for national intelligence, and he also served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, great choice. Solid choice Very for solid. a national security advisor. Mm-hmm. He's been boots on the ground as well as being in charge of it handling it. Yep. So. Plenty of experience there. Communication director is either going to be uh, Jason Miller who was the Trump campaign senior communications advisor. I like that guy. I do. I think he's yeah. very straightforward. He's got that wry sense of humor that, yeah. like, you, know, that you need as yeah. the press secretary. And he does not rattle. I mean, I've watched so many interviews with him over the, over the last couple of weeks. He doesn't rattle. He keeps his calm, very well spoken. I like that guy. I do, but do you want him as communications director or press secretary? Ooh. Communications director is behind the scenes. You know what? Yeah, press secretary is the guy that's out front. Yeah, you're probably actually. Yeah, I never thought of that. That's I want the guy at the podium. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the other one in the running is Hope Hicks, uh, the Trump Trump campaign uh, press secretary. So maybe she she might be a better fit there. She's she's a PR person, right? She's mm-hmm. all into public relations. She knows how to brand an image. Uh, but I I I still think as communications director, maybe. But then you know. If that's the case, then Jason Miller has to be the press secretary. Yes. Yep. You know, uh, also rumored for press secretary was Sean Spicer. Uh, he worked as a communications director, chief strategist for the RNC. Uh, I think he's he's good at that job, mm-hmm. but I think Miller's just got the personality for it. Yeah. Secretary of Defense. Uh, a bunch of good names on here, uh, but there's one that really uh, stands out for me. Uh, we'll go through the names first. You got Jeff Sessions, uh, Alabama senator. Uh, you got Jim Talent. Uh, he's a senior fellow over at the American Enterprise Institute. He also represented the state of Missouri uh, for two terms. Uh, you got John Kill, who is the senior counsel at Covington in Berlin. Uh, he was also a senator from Arizona uh, from 95 to 2013 who served on a couple of uh, committees, and uh, Duncan Hunter, who's from California. Um, now, Hunter's a kid. Hunter's young. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know uh, if I would want him in charge of our defense. To me, if you're going to be in charge of the defense, you got the commander-in-chief as the president, right? Donald has never had military experience. No. So he's going to have his Joint Chiefs of Staff that are going to advise him, right? but his Secretary of Defense, I think, needs to some be somebody who has had their boots. Yeah, somebody with experience. And out of this group, the only one that has is Senator Jeff Sessions. Yeah. So he and and it wasn't you know like he was super boots, right? He wasn't active. He was a reservist, but reservists did get called up a bit in the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. So from seventy three to eighty six, he was a, a U.S. Army Reserve. Uh, Attorney General, uh, some names on here, repeats from others, but uh, I think one stands out more than another. So Jeff Sessions, again, here. Chris Christie is another mention. I don't think that's a good fit for him. No. Not not as the Attorney General. Mm-hmm. I, I like the, the last name on that list. I and really do. Rudolph Giuliani, the former mayor of New York City. Uh, Love that guy. It was the mayor during the uh, city's most difficult uh, social disaster, which was the uh, 9-11. Yep. Uh, right he was down there. in there. He was, he was right in there. there. Right? So yep. my, my, uh, I had cousins and uncles that were all part of NYPD. My one cousin, Sean, was a member of the Bucket Brigade. And mm-hmm. uh, had nothing but uh, mad respect for Mayor Giuliani. Yeah. Uh, now, Giuliani's had his skeletons, right? He had his uh, former police commissioner uh, prosecuted and... Uh, he's currently serving time, and so he, he's had his ups and his downs yeah. politically. A failed bid to run for the presidency as well, but as an attorney general, he's a lawyer by day anyway. Did you say genital? Yeah, I did not general. I swear, I, sw- I swear, I swear. Listen back. I think you said. Your, I think you said attorney genital. If I said it, write it into me. <laughs> DNRradio.net, radio DNR gmail dot com. Tell me what I, I could said. be the attorney genital. <laughs> You're such a sack. <laughs> what do we got? Secretary of State? Secretary of State. So a couple of names repeat on here. Jeff Sessions, Newt mm-hmm. Gingrich. Um, Giuliani is on here as well. But the one that sticks out to me the most, John Bolton. Now, some of you may recognize that name. Some of you may not. John Bolton served as the U.S. Ambassador uh, to the United Nations 2005-2006. He's also served as the Undersecretary of State for arms control and international security affairs. I think the man is extremely smart. Uh, he's also got his feet wet already on the international stage uh, working at the UN. So uh, to be Secretary of State, I think, would be a good job for him to uh, reach out diplomatically to all of our uh friendly countries out there, mm-hmm. uh, and, and to be a solid representative for the U.S. government. Uh, Sessions is on there. Gingrich, we talked about. Other names on there, Rich Haas. Uh, he's currently the president and council of foreign relations uh, since 2003. He was a special envoy to Northern Ireland under Bush. Uh, and before that, he was the director of policy and planning at the U.S. State Department. You know, plus that John Bolton fella, he's got that Tom Selleck mustache going on. He does. Gotta respect that. It he's does. pulling it off well. And and it's pure white. Yeah. It is. White is the driven snow. And he, he's <laughs> just smoking it. Uh, Bob Corker's on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, serves on the Banking and Foreign Relations Committee. I don't think there's uh, enough there to be a Secretary of State. Uh, Homeland Security, 
there's two names on there. You got to take away Giuliani. He's going to be attorney general. That leaves Mike McCall, a congressman from Texas. He's a natural fit, right? Because he's already chairing the House Committee on Homeland Security. Yeah, so he's already got that experience. He's already just one stage under being the uh, 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 cabinet member there himself. So go yeah. ahead and go ahead and take it. Mm-hmm. Rudy's all over the place. Rudy's picked wow. for a lot of these yeah, positions that we're looking at, right? So, uh, Director of National Intelligence, CIA, Rudy's on there too. We're not going to talk about that, but Mike Rogers, yeah, who's the CNN National Security Commentator, uh, a congressman for 14 years. He's also a former FBI agent, mm-hmm. was the chairman of the Permanent Select Committee of Intelligence. He's already got the background in intelligence. He can navigate uh, all of the inner workings of CIA, NSA, FBI, Homeland Security. So, again, for him, it's just another step up. It's a step up. It's a natural fit. Mm -hmm. Secretary of Commerce made me chuckle. Okay? Just, I had a little bit of a (laughs) ha-ha. So, Louis Eisenberg's the first name on the list. Longtime businessman and investor. Uh, he's been with the RNC since uh, 2015 as their finance chairman. He's also worked in private equity, and he's also been the chairman of the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, which is an extremely large organization. Massive. It handles all the airports and all the Hudson River crossings uh, between the two states. Yeah. Tunnels, bridges, all of that. That's why they charge $120 yeah. for a truck to go across the George Washington Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Washburn uh, is an investor uh, from Texas, uh, served fundraisers with uh, Chris Christie. Uh, he's been uh, part of the RNC as a finance chairman. <clears throat> All well and good. I don't think he's got enough, uh, I think, resume. Uh, to be the Secretary of Commerce. Right. And now this name... I laughed. I, I did. Because, you know, you would say, well, that's a body slam. Mm-hmm. And it's not. <laughs> but um <Ba-dum-bum>. but <laughs> And I, have, I met her before. Very nice lady. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, think... I, I don't know, dude. That WWE belongs on a cabinet? I, I, I don't know if that would... But you got to keep that aside, though. Linda I mean, McMahon. if you think about it has been uh, name-dropped into possibly being a Secretary of Commerce. So, yeah, okay, she knows how to uh, grow a business. Her and Vince grew that thing, right? Yeah, they they took something just flat-out hokey and and built an empire. I mean, you got to give them respect for that. But she couldn't hold on to a Senate seat. I I know. that. Well, that's probably because of the stigma that WWE follows her around. I have such a hard time saying WWE, by the way. Yeah, it's got to be. Old school, WWF. It has to be. You know. My brother hates it. Yeah. Secretary of Education actually uh, surprised me uh, because I thought this would be more Surgeon General, but that hasn't come out yet. Ben Carson. Mm-hmm. So he's dropped for two possible positions, Secretary of Education or Secretary of Health and Human Services. Hmm. I I thought more he would have been a Surgeon General. Yeah. I mean, jury's still out on that, but yeah. I think that would be a better fit than these two categories that got him dropped in. A brain surgeon. Mm. Yeah. Got to be pretty much top of the food chain when yeah. it comes to uh, doctors, right? Yeah. yeah. Working on the brain, especially pediatric brains. Yeah. 
Director of uh, Pediatric Neurosurgery at Johns Hopkins Hospital. I mean, kinda that's massive. That, right? that kind oh, of big title, right? Yeah, that's huge. It's not like, you know, Jeff Bodine's School of Medicine, you know? I mean, <laughs> this, this, this dude right here has got it going on. And and to only have his name dropped here right now, yeah. it, I'm a little I'm a little shocked at that. I gotta tell you, I'm I'm a huge Ben Carson fan. I I, I mean, just reading him before the very first uh, um, campaign. Um, what Wait, hold on, you're Republican. You're supposed to be a racist. I know. Isn't that shocking? Right? That I'm not. Isn't that weird? Kind of You're strange. not supposed to like a black I man. I do, but I, dude, it's he is so cool. I loved his platform. I read about him before the very first debate came out, you know, and they had like 30 million uh, people up there, you know, on the debate stage. There was about 17 of them or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I read up on, on uh, all the candidates trying to be informed, unlike what the liberal left say. They're not informed. They're not intelligent voters. I try to keep informed as best as possible. I read up on him. I thought the guy was fantastic, smart, educated. The guy was, uh, he had everything going in his favor. And then he kind of spoke. Kind of, you know, and I'm not saying he's a bad person or anything like that, but he he had such a timid, mild-mannered uh, way of speaking during that um, Non-aggressive. debate. No, it, he would have... He just kind of came off a little bit too timid for for my liking. But I still love the guy, though. I think the guy's fantastic. I think he would be an excellent cabinet member. So, and 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 those are just rumored to be uh, some of the potential uh, cabinet picks for yeah. the, the the Trump presidency. And I agree with a bunch of them. I think I think uh, uh, Trump is doing well in in selecting uh, good people. I think he's got good advisors around him that are, are gonna help him uh reach the levels i think you and i are, are, yeah. are hoping for yeah, he's for a smart guy he's gonna go for the best of the best it's all that we can hope for we've we've covered a lot today and i didn't fart yet yeah you did it yeah but i see you turning a little purple uh, yeah i got boo-boo belly yeah, I, yeah, i've been yeah, warning uh, you that it's gonna happen it yeah, will happen yeah. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a fantastic week. God bless America. God bless President-elect Donald J. Trump. Listen, reach out to us anytime. www.dnrradio.net RadioDNRHGL.com Left, right, center, up, down, you want to hear from you. Don't want to go through either of those. You just want to keep it on your smartphone. Reach out to us on our Facebook or Twitter feed. Just reach out and touch us. <laughs> For the dark side, this is Russ. We'll see you again, episode six, next week. DNR Radio. Stop touching me. Peace.